بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في العرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف وجعلنا من أعوانه وأنصاره اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الوهم وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين الحمد لله we are able to have our session on divine justice from Mashhad and I hope that inshallah this session would be blessed inshallah and useful as you remember the last point we discussed was about the people who are called mustadhaf or murjawn al-amrullah and we discussed their situation and the possibility that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would treat them with great favor and mercy with mustadafin this seems to be confirmed with murjawn al-amrullah it's left to allah but it seems very likely and they should be hopeful now the topic is the viewpoint of muslim philosophers about this issue ayatullah uh, mutahari says first we discussed the idea based on the Quran and Hadith. But now let's see what Muslim philosophers have said. And in particular, we refer to Avicenna and Mullah Sadra. Avicenna has a very important statement in his book, Al-Isharatu wa Tanbihat. In the seventh namat or section of Al-Isharatu wa Tanbihat, he says... In the same way that people with respect to their body and the beauty of body are three groups with respect to their soul and spirituality are also three groups for body we have people who are very beautiful they are perfect in their body, whether it be about health and beauty. Very, very beautiful. Very, very healthy and fit. We have people who are very, very uh, troubled with their body. For example, they have serious problem with their body or with their appearance. They are not beautiful, they are ugly. And we have people who are in between. They are not most beautiful, but they are not also ugly. They are not most healthy, they are not also very ill. In between. And Abessina says, actually those people who are in between, which are the average are the majority 
the most beautiful ones and the ugliest ones don't form the majority. The majority are in between, the middle group. He says the same thing is true about soul and spirituality and beauty of the soul. There are people who are very interested in truth. Again, you see the idea of truthfulness present here. You remember we said truthfulness is the most important thing in our understanding. This is also a philosophical confirmation of that. He says there are people who are really eager and thirsty for truth. And there are people who are hostile towards the truth. And there is an average, a middle group, who are not very thirsty for truth, but who are not also enemy of the truth. And he says these are the majority of people. And he says these are the people who have not found, have not discovered the truth, but if the truth is presented to them, they would not refuse to accept. So, for a philosopher like Avicenna, the majority of people are the people who are not against the truth and they would accept the truth if it's presented to them, but they are not very thirsty for truth, they are not looking for it everywhere, they are not struggling to find the truth, but they are not also against the truth. So, Ayatollah Mutahari says, we can say according to Avicenna, very important point. According to Avicenna, although these people cannot be classified legally from fiqh point of view as Muslims, but with respect to the truth, they are Muslim because they accept the truth if they find it. They accept the truth if it is presented to them. They are not hostile towards the truth. Then Avicenna says something very beautiful. Very beautiful. He says, Vastawse' rahmatallah. Vastawse' rahmatallah. One of the meanings of Bab Istifal, as you know, is to find the object with certain quality. For example, Istavamahu means he found him great. Istavafa also sometimes means to find him weak. Sometimes means to make someone weak, but sometimes to find him weak. He says, when it comes to the mercy of Allah, you must consider it as great, as inclusive. Wus'a means inclusiveness. So don't consider mercy of Allah as something very little or very limited and don't narrow it. Mercy of Allah is great and you should also Acknowledge its greatness. Wastawsa rahmatullah. 
So those people who say, apart from a little group, everyone else goes to hell, only some people go to heaven and everyone else goes to hell, according to Avicenna, they have underestimated greatness of mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Mullah Sadra, in his famous book Al-Aswar, which is a very important book on transcendent philosophy, he has a discussion about khair and shar, good and evil. And there he says, if someone asks a question, a kind of objection, and then, of course, he gives the answer. But first, look at the objection or question. If someone says, how you believe that good overweighs and is dominant over shar, over badness or evil, you say this world is more filled with goodness than badness, while when we look at human beings who are the best of creatures, at least potentially, I say potentially, but they say he's the best, but we said that it's not necessarily the best for every human being, but they have the potential to be the best, but the creation is the best, not every individual. Anyway, why you say goodness overweighs evil in the world while human beings who are very special and can be the best of creatures when you look at their situation you find they have lots of bad actions lots of false aqaid and therefore many of them they don't have happiness in akhirah many of them deserve punishment so if this is the case with human beings that most of them are not going to go to heaven how can then you say the whole world is the world in which goodness prevails okay who says this yeah mullah sadra but he's asking yeah he's raising a question he says if someone asks this question he tries to anticipate this question and then he gives the answer he says referring to the idea of Avicenna he says something similar to Avicenna he says people of the hereafter with respect to their prosperity and happiness are like people of this world with respect to their health and beauty. In the same way that people who have problem with their beauty and health, or people who are extremely beautiful and healthy, are not the majority, in the hereafter also, the people who are not the best, the purest, and the people who are vicious are not the majority. And there is an average which is majority. 
and these people would have still happiness and salvation. And then Mullah Sadra tries to use two Quranic terms to refer to the best and the average, which are good, but not the best. He says when the Quran says, As-Sabiqoon, you know, in Surah Waqa, Allah says, As-Sabiqoon, As-Sabiqoon, Ulaika Al-Muqarrabun, those who precede others, these are like the most beautiful people in dunya. The highest group, but these are not majority. Okay? As-Sabiqoon are not majority. Then we have Ashabul Yamin and Ashabul Shemal. Ashabul Shemal are vicious people who are the lowest group. So Ashabun on the top, Ashabul Shemal in the bottom. In between, we have Ashabul Yamin, the people of the right side, the right hand. And these are the average. So Mullah Sadra believes Ashabul Yamin are the majority. And these are the people who are not perfect. They have issues. They have shortcomings. But still, they have prosperity and the happiness in the hereafter. And then he says a very important statement. He says, فَلِأَهْلِ الرَّحْمَةِ وَالسَّلَامَةِ غَلَبَةٌ فِي النَّشْأَتَيْنِ فَلِأَهْلِ الرَّحْمَةِ وَالسَّلَامَةِ غَلَبَةٌ فِي النَّشْأَتَيْنِ For the people of mercy and salama means health, safety, there is غَلَبَة means they have majority in both worlds, so whether it be in dunya or akhira, the people who receive rahmah and have salama, have safety, health, are majority. This is a very important idea that Ibn Sina and Mullah Sadra both have mentioned one of our contemporary uh, scholars who was a teacher of philosophy and also uh, a poet a mystic and he has translated also Quran and Mafatih into Farsi is the late Muhammad Reza Elahiya Qumshi. He has a beautiful poem in which he mentions the idea of philosophers and also mystics about the great spectrum of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I mentioned only some of it. He says, "As rahmat amadandu bi rahmat ravand khalq." People have come from mercy 
It's mercy of Allah that has created them. And they are heading towards mercy. It's not only few pious people. Great majority of people would have salvation. As rahmat amadan do be rahmat ravand khalq. People have come from mercy and are going towards mercy. Inast sir ishq ke hayran konad uqul. This is the secret of love that would perplex intellects. How Allah has showed his love to us. خلقان همه به فطرت توحید زاده اند. All people are created with the fitra of توحید. Means their innate nature is based on توحید. Every person in شرک آرزی بود و آرزی یزول. Shirk is accidental. Their nature is not mushrik. Their nature is muwahid. Shirk is accidental. And anything which is accidental would expire. So, Muslim philosophers, mystics have the idea that rahmah of Allah includes majority of people in dunya and akhirah. Of course, even the others have received rahmah of Allah, but we mean rahmah in the form of happiness and felicity. Ayatollah Mutahari says, Muslim philosophers want to say, although those who embrace Islam or embrace faith might be not majority, but there are people who have Islam in their fitrah, and these are the majority, and they will be resurrected with this Islam in their fitrah. So many people who are not believers in dunya in the way that we expect, in the akhirah they may be resurrected as believers. Then Ayatollah Mutahari says, according to these philosophers, then there is a new interpretation of the verses of Shafa'ah. You know, the verses of Shafa'ah says, the only people that receive Shafa'ah are the people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with their religion. The people that are pleased, Allah is pleased with them. They are pleasing Allah. He says, according to Muslim philosophers, the people who receive shafa'ah because their religion is satisfactory, this is not the formal religion that they believe right now and they declare necessarily. It can be that. It can be also dina fitri, their natural orientation and inclination towards the truth, towards religion. Although 
in dunya maybe they were not able to develop it articulate it and consciously express it but they have this religion in their fitra so this is very important point the next issue is about sins of muslims the question is if muslims commit sins or if shia commit sins what happens there is a misconception that some people think just because they are muslims or because they are shia their sins would not be leading towards punishment they are not questioned for example some people say if our sins and sins of those who are not from us those who don't believe if our sins and their sins are going to be questioned so what's the point what's the difference between a believer and non-believer between a muslim and non-muslim or between a shia and non-shia they think they are muslim or they are shia and their treatment should be different otherwise what's the point or they quote a hadith which says hubbu ali ibn abi talib hasanatun la tavurru ma'aha sayyi'ah love of ali means love for ali ibn abi talib is a hasana is a good deed that with that no sin would harm la tavurru ma'aha sayyi'ah so they say according to this hadith if you believe in ali ibn abi talib if you are his shia then your sins would not be harming you so this is what some people say ayatollah mutahari says with respect to the first thing that what's the difference between a shia or non-shia or believer or non-believer he says the difference is not in name the difference has to have a reality not a name or claim if you have accepted and acted upon the plan for life which prophets and imams have presented then you are their followers then you would be different from those who don't believe because they have not acted upon them but if you don't act upon them and others also don't act upon them just because your name is a shia or muslim it's not making a difference he says it's like two people who are ill they need to be seen by a doctor one of them goes to a very good doctor experienced and clever and insightful one goes to a doctor which has no experience and not clever and no success okay so there are two people and there are two doctors is it enough that the one who goes to the good doctor he says i chose the good doctor and i go to him but i don't take his prescription 
I act like the other one. You are, in, in a way, insulting that doctor. That you say, I come to you, but I don't take your prescription. So, it's not enough to say we follow Amir al-Mu'minin salam just verbally, and then we don't act according to their instructions. A person went to Imam Sadiq alayhi salam. He was a companion of Imam Sadiq alayhi salam. He said, some of your Shia have deviated. They have considered some of the haram things as halal. Means they have permitted some of the harams. And they say religion is only to know Imam. If you know Imam, that's enough. Look at the answer of Imam Sadiq alayhi salam. Did Imam Sadiq alayhi salam said, okay, because they believe in us, they know us, it's enough. No problem. No. Actually, according to this hadith, Imam Bagr alayhi salam, after hearing this said, Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'un. This is the ayah that we normally say when a calamity happens. If someone has died and we hear or a calamity has happened like when they inform Imam Hussein about Yazid becoming the Khalifa, he said, Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi Raja'un. So Imam Sadiq, upon hearing this, said, Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi Raja'un. These kuffar, these people who don't believe, they have used their own opinion to interpret Islam. What is true is you must have ma'rifah and then after having ma'rifah do whatever you want means whatever you want from acts of obedience because this would be accepted they thought we mean have ma'rifah and do whatever you want it means even sins the idea is you should have ma'rifah and then you act hasanat and your hasanat inshallah would be accepted not that you commit sins a person asked imam sadiq alayhi salam is it true that you said similar thing is it true that you said if you have ma'rifah, if you have known, do whatever you want. Imam said, yes. I said this. Eza arafta fa'mal mashit. Then he said, anything. He said, anything. Even, na'uzu adultery. 
theft, drinking khamr. Imam said again, inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. They have not been fair with us. We ourselves are going to be questioned. How then the Shia would have no taklif, no obligation? What I meant was, when you know Imam, you have ma'rifah of Imam, then do as much as you can good things, hasanat, and inshallah would be accepted. Not that do sins. So, what's the meaning of then that hadith, Hubbu Aliyin? Hubbu Ali ibn Abi Talib, Hasanatun la tavurru ma'aha sayyah. Love for Ali is a hasana that no sin would harm with that. Ayatollah Mutahari says, one of our ulama, presumably Ayatollah Wahid Bihbahani, he has a good interpretation. He says, the meaning of this hadith is, if someone is a true lover of Ali ibn Abi Talib, if someone genuinely loves Ali ibn Abi Talib, who was an example of piety and obedience to Allah, and moral excellence, if someone truly, genuinely loves Ali ibn Abi Talib, who was example for obedience and piety, this love would not let sins come to him, happen to him. It's like immunization. No sin can harm him because he is protected against sins. Not that he becomes sinful and says, I am not harmed by sins. This is a big misunderstanding. If someone knows Amir al-Mu'mineen and how much he was praying, how much he was crying, how much he was involved in obedience, acts of ta'ah, and he says, I am a follower of Ali, I love Ali, but then he acts like his enemies. He doesn't say prayer, he doesn't refrain from haram. Then he says, Hubbu Ali and Hasanatun, la tazurru ma'aha sayyah. Imam Sadiq salam said, in something which has become like a poem, Ta'asil ilaha. وَأَنْتَ تُظْهِرُ حُبَّهُ هَذَا لَعَمْرِي فِي الْفِعَالِ بَدِيعُ لَوْ كَانَ حُبُّكَ صَادِقًا لَأَتَعْتَهُ إِنَّ الْمُحِبَّ لِمَنْ يُحِبُّ مُطِيعُ You commit sins, you disobey Allah and you say, I love Allah. This is strange. If your hope is true, you would have obeyed Allah because a lover would obey his beloved. If you love Allah, you obey him. If you love Amir al-Mu'minin, you obey him. Imam Baghir said, مَا تُنَالُ وَلَايَتُنَا إِلَّا بِالْعَمَلِ وَالْوَرَعِ 
our wilaya would not be reached except with practice and taqwa and wara, piety. There is a beautiful story, you might have heard this story about Imam Zainul Abidin alayhi salam. The narrator is Tawus Yamani. He says, I saw Ali ibn al-Hussein alayhi salam that from the time of the Isha till Sahar dawn, he was doing tawaf around Kaaba and doing ibadah. When Masjid al-Haram became less crowded, he looked at the sky and said to Allah, Oh Allah, stars have disappeared and people have gone to sleep. Now this is the time that your doors are open for those who ask you. And then he says, Imam alayhi salam wore, was uh, whispering to Allah, was crying. Then he went to sajda. He says, I went close to Imam and raised his head and cried. Imam salam said, who is the one who has stopped me from talking to my Lord? I said, I am Tavus, O son of the Prophet. Why you are crying and lamenting? We sinful people should do this. You are the son of Hussein ibn Ali. Your mother is Lady Fatima. Your grandfather is Rasulullah. With such a great genealogy that you have, why you are worried? We should be worried. Imam Zainul Abidin said, Hayhat, Hayhat ya Tawus. O Tawus, it's not like the way you say. Da'anni haditha abi wa ummi wa jaddi. Don't tell me about my father and mother and grandfather. Don't tell me that because of them I will be guaranteed happiness. Khalaqallahu al-jannata liman ata'ahu wa ahsanah وَلَوْ كَانَ عَبْدًا حَبَشِيًّا وَخَلَقَ النَّارَ لِمَنْ عَصَاهُ وَلَوْ كَانَ وَلَدًا قُرَشِيًّا Allah has created heaven for those who obey him and do good things. Even if he's a servant, if he's a slave from Ethiopia, he goes to heaven if he has obedience and good action. Allah has created fire for those who disobey him, even if they are from Quraysh. Have you not heard the saying of Allah? When it's blown into the trumpet, no nasab. No blood relation would count. 
You cannot say, because I am Sayyid, because my father or mother or grandfather or grandmother were good people, I should be let to be with them. I should be treated like them. Wallahi. La yanfa'uka ghadan. Illa taqdimatun tuqaddimuha min amalin salih. By Allah, nothing would help you tomorrow. Means the hereafter. Except those righteous deeds that you send in advance. Imam doesn't need to swear, doesn't need to have qasam. But still he says, Wallahi, la yanfa'uka ghadan. It's only your righteous deed that would benefit you, not righteous deed of someone else. After the conquest of Mecca, Rasulullah went on the top of the Mount Safa and he said, O son of Hashem, O sons of Abdul Muttalib, and they all gathered. Then he said, Enni Rasulullahi ilaykum, Enni la shafiqun alaykum. I am messenger of God for you, and I am concerned for you. La taqulu enna Muhammadan minna. Don't say Prophet is from us, then we are okay. Because you are my uncles or cousins or nephews. Fawallahi Ma awliya'i minkum wala min ghayrikum illa al-muttaqoon. By Allah, my awliya those who have relation of Vilaya with me. You can say friends, but it's more than friends. My followers, the people who are with me, whether it be you or others, are not except muttaqun. If you are muttaqi, you are with me. Even if you are not related to me by blood. If you are not muttaqi, you are not with me, even if you are related to me with blood. Fala. أعرفكم تأتوني يوم القيامة تحملون الدنيا على رقابكم ويأتي الناس يحملون الآخرة. I don't want to see you on the day of judgment coming to me with dunya. You have only accumulated dunya, and other people come while they have worked for akhirah. You are empty-handed. You have nothing for akhirah. And other people have worked for Akhirah, they have lots of things. I have left no excuse for you, between me and you, and between you and Allah. I made it clear. No one can say I didn't know. What is for me is my action. What is for you is your action. 
my actions would not help you and your actions is not registered in my name so everyone should work hard Ayatollah Mutai says in historical books we find a beautiful story towards end of his life Rasulullah once it's of course maybe he, he did this many times but this is the historical report one night he came out went to Baghi cemetery started doing istighfar for the people who are buried there and then he said to his companions Gabriel Jibra'il every year presents the entire Quran to me because you know Quran has Nuzul Daf'i and Nuzul Tadriji gradual revelation took 23 years but Quran also was revealed altogether on occasions so Rasulullah says every day every year sorry every year Gabriel used to present the entire Quran to me once but this year he has presented to me twice so I think my death is near this was in the night the next day he went to member and said my death is near whoever I have promised something should come so that I give what I have promised whoever has some right over me if I owe someone something should come so that I give then he said O people, there is no family relation between God and anyone or there is nothing that Allah because of that would necessarily give you good or remove bad things from you except amal the only thing is your action your performance and then he says no one should claim false claim no one should just desire something which is not going to happen لا ينجي إلا عمل مع رحمة. Very beautiful. By the one who has raised me truthfully as a prophet, nothing saves except action with rahma. Even our actions are not enough. We need mercy of Allah. We need rahma of Allah. But we need also action so that we receive mercy. لا ينجي إلا عمل مع رحمة ولو عصيت لحويت Even if I commit sin I will be dropped I will be destroyed Rasulullah says even if I commit sins I will be destroyed اللهم قد بلغت O Allah you be witness that I have delivered this message There is a story about Imam Reza alayhi salam. 
And now from Mashhad, it's interesting to mention this story of Imam Raza. Imam Raza had a brother called Zaydun Nar. And he was not very much pleasing Imam. His behavior was not meeting expectations of Imam. When Imam was in Marv in Khurasan, there was a gathering and there were people and Zaid also was there. When Imam was talking, he realized that Zaid is talking to some people and keeps saying, Nahnu, Nahnu, we are like this, we are like this, talking about Prophet and Ahlul Bayt. But he was always saying, we, we. Imam salam told him, what are these things that you are saying? If your idea is correct with what you say is true, and the children of the Prophet has a special privilege, and God is not going to punish those of them who are sinful, then you are better than Musa ibn Ja'far, your father. Because your father obeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala till reached the nearness to Allah. And now you, without ibadah, you want to reach nearness of... So you can be in the position of Imam Musa ibn Ja'far without ta'a. Then Imam looked at someone who was from Kufa. Hassan ibn Musa al-Washa. He was a scholar from Kufa and present in that meeting. Imam Reza was aware that people of Kufa have misunderstanding of this ayah about son of Nuh. You know, when son of Nuh was droning because he didn't listen to his father's offer, Nuh said, My Lord, my son is from me and your promise is true. So you had promised to save my people, my ahl, my family. Why my son is droning? Very politely, he wanted to ask this question. But in a sense, this question was a kind of also surprise or criticism. So, Imam Raza knew that some scholars in Kufa had misunderstood this ayah. And he wanted to clarify that. So he told Hassan ibn Musa al-Washa from Kufa, how do Kufa scholars read this ayah? قَالَ يَا إِنَّهُ لَيْسَ مِنْ أَهْلِكَ إِنَّهُ عَمَلٌ غَيْرُ الصَّالِحِ This is the way we read. Okay? So Imam said how they read. He said they say إِنَّهُ عَمَلُ غَيْرِ صَالِحٍ do you understand the difference? We say, he is not from your family. 
هيز فيشس اكت عمل غير صالح اس صفات موصوف بات ان كوفا دي ريد انه عمل غير صالح مضافا مضافا لاي means that he is a son of a vicious person means he is an illegitimate son amalu ghayr salih means a rajul a man who is not saleh has produced his son he is not your son imam raza ali salam said no this is not right this is not the way to read the ayah and interpret the ayah He was legitimate son of Nuh. He was really son of Nuh from blood point of view. But because he himself was not righteous, Allah said he is not counted as your family. So a son of Imam, a Sayyid, a son of Imam, a son of Prophet like Nuh, is not guaranteed to go to heaven it should be his actions and performance which determine where to go then he has a discussion about difference between two types of conditions he says sometimes conditions are based on our decision based on contract or agreement or a law that we pass but sometimes conditions are real very beautiful example please pay attention very beautiful example he says for example you want to be employed in an office they say one condition for employment is that you should have citizenship of this country so if you have all the qualifications and experience but you don't have citizenship they don't give you this job so you can apply for citizenship and after you get the citizenship you can be employed what has changed something really has changed you have become a different person your capabilities have increased no it was a legal requirement and that legal requirement had to be met but nothing in your reality and character has changed is it clear he says but going to heaven is not like this It's not that you can just change your documents or apply for a name of Muslim or Shia or Mu'min and say we can sort out the problem. The qualifications which are needed are real. You have to become a real Mu'min. It's not just based on agreement and legal requirements. if you follow a true leader you are with him if you follow a false leader or bad leader you are with him no matter what you call yourself 
no matter what blood relation you have. Quran says, فَمَنْ تَبِعَنِي فَإِنَّهُ مِنِّي Surah Ibrahim, verse 36. Whoever follows me, he is from me. إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ إِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ The most honorable of you in the sight of Allah are those who are most pious. Rasulullah said, أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ إِنَّ أَبَاكُمْ وَاحِدٌ وَإِنَّ رَبَّكُمْ وَاحِدٌ كُلُّكُمْ لِآدَمْ وَآدَمُ مِنْ تُرَابٍ O people, your father is the same. Your Lord is the same. You are all from Adam and Adam was from soil. لَا فَخْرَ لَعَرَبِيًّا عَلَىٰ عَجَمِ إِلَّا بِالتَّقْوَىٰ There is no privilege for Arabs over non-Arabs except with taqwa. If someone has taqwa, that's the main thing. Otherwise, ethnicity or race would not give you a special privilege. Rasulullah said, Salman minna ahl al-bayt. Salman was not an Arab or Sayyid, but Rasulullah said he, he was from us. He says some people have this false idea that they say when we die, we give lots of money to be buried in a shrine or in a holy place. And then because of the personality who is also buried there, we will not be punished. They think just by being buried in a holy place, they will be saved from punishment. But Ayatollah Mutahari says this is all ignorance and confusion, and this is not going to help. You know Harun al-Rashid is buried next to Imam Reza Is this going to help him? So, the main thing is our own performance, our similarity with our role models. Then he mentions some hadith that he says, I hope this hadith would awaken us and help us prepare for our journey. So these are good hadiths for Mu'izzah. One hadith is from Shaykh Kulaini in Kafi. And Shaykh Abbas Qummi has also mentioned this hadith in his book, Manazil al-Akhirah. Hadith is from Imam Sadiq. It's about Imam Ali salam who had pain in his eye. Rasulullah went to see Imam Ali in that illness. And Imam Ali was in great pain. Rasulullah asked Imam Ali salam why he is restless or, you know, he's in pain. Amir al-Mu'mineen, according to this hadith, said, I have never had a pain like this before. Then Rasulullah mentioned the difficulty of taking the soul of Kafir when 
a kafir's life is taken, soul is taken, it's very, very difficult. And when Rasulullah explained this, Imam Ali Salam stood up and because he was lying down and sat and said, please repeat this hadith because I forgot my pain. Then he asked Rasulullah, please listen carefully. This was about the painful experience of kafir when his soul is taken. Amir al-Mu'mini said, Ya Rasulullah, is anyone from your ummah whose soul also would be taken in a similar way? Rasulullah said, yes. A ruler who does injustice, a person who misappropriates the money of orphans, and the one who gives a false witness and testimony. So even if they are Muslims, their soul will be taken like kafir. And kafir means bad kafir, you know, not anyone who is not believer. It means people who have rejected the truth. When Abu Zar's son, who was called Zar, Abu Zar is the father of Zar, so his son was called Dar. When Dar died, Abu Zar went next to the grave of his son and put his hand on the grave of his son. He said, may Allah have mercy on you. By Allah, you were kind to me and I am pleased with you. What makes me concerned now is not that I have lost you. I have not lost anything because I only need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My pain, my sorrow, my concern is because of thinking of your condition. He says, had it not been that I have a fear of not being, for example, prepared, I would have wished to die instead of you. But I want to continue my life so that I can compensate what I have missed and be prepared. And he says, I wish I knew what was your answer to the angels what you were told. Oh Allah, whatever rights I had over my son, I forgave him. So please you also forgave and exempt him. You are more entitled to be generous than me. So, as a conclusion, and the book is coming to end, he makes few points. He says, happiness and lack of happiness have different levels. It's not that all who have happiness and felicity are in the same rank and level or, or those who lack it would be in the same position. This is what we sometimes mention as ranks of heaven or hell. 
So it's not that people who go to hell or heaven are in the same position. And also it's not that who go to heaven, all of them necessarily go from the beginning. So some people may go to heaven from the beginning, some people may go to hell and then they go to heaven. So those who go to hell are not all of them there permanently. But those who go to heaven will be there permanently. So it's possible that a Muslim or a Shia, a believer, because of their sins, might be punished in dunya or time of death or barzakh or have difficulties on the day of judgment, but they go finally to heaven or even they may go to hell for some time, then they finally go to heaven if they die with Iman. Those who do not believe in God and the hereafter and they don't do anything in order to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so they are not moving towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who believe in Allah and the hereafter and do things in order to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and have sincerity, they deserve heaven, whether they are Muslims or non-Muslims. Point five, non-Muslims who believe in God and the hereafter and they do good things sincerely, then because they don't act according to the plan of Islam, so they don't get all the benefits. But still their good actions would be accepted because they can have good actions which comply with the plan of God, with the prescriptions of God. Like doing ihsan, charitable work, benevolent work. Then Point six is a good action which is accepted, whether it's done by Muslim or non-Muslim, might become then subject to problems that may damage it. One is rejecting the truth, arrogance, lacking fairness. So these actions, good actions can be affected by these problems. We had discussion about this before. Then Muslims or other believers in Tawheed, monotheism, if they become sinful and betray Allah's religion, they also deserve punishment. So they cannot say because we are Muslim or believer in God, we would do everything and we will not be punished. For example, it's even likely that because of some great sins, they might permanently be in hell, even if they are themselves believers. Like, if you kill a believer deliberately, مَنْ قَتَلَ مُؤْمِنًا مُتَعَمِّدًا فَجَزَاؤُهُ جَهَنَّمْ خَالِدًا خالد. Point eight. Good actions of the people who have no faith in God and the hereafter or they associate partners to God, if they have genuine good actions, it would be still taken into account. It may reduce their punishment or stop their punishment. Point nine. 
happiness or lack of happiness in the hereafter are based on real conditions. Those conditions are not based on our contracts or decisions. They are real. It's not like something that you can change the law or you can make a new contract. Point 10. Those actions that have husna fi'li and husna fa'ili are considered as amal salih righteous deed and are accepted. So husna fi'li, goodness of the action, and husna fa'ili, goodness of the agent, both are needed. Point 11. Those verses and hadith that indicate the actions of those who deny Nubuwa or Imama are not accepted should be understood that they refer to the people who have biasedness against the truth, those who reject the truth, not those who have not found and discovered the truth. Such people who have not found out the truth are Mustad'af or Murjawn al-Amrullah. Point 12, according to Muslim philosophers like Avicenna and Sadrul Muta'allihin, the majority of the people who may not know the truth, but they are qasir, not muqasir. They are not guilty. They are not against or hostile towards the truth. So even if they don't believe in God, they would not be punished. Of course, if they are going to be resurrected as believers, they may go to heaven. If they are not resurrected as believers, they don't go to heaven, but they will not be punished because they have excuse. They didn't know. And if they believe in God and the hereafter and have righteous deeds, their reward will be given. The only people who would be suffering are the people who are muqasir, not qasir. Those who are guilty, not just ignorant. So, alhamdulillah, in this way, the book Divine Justice finishes. As you see, this book is great book. So many ideas are there. And as I said, perhaps this is one of the best books written for public by our scholars in the whole century. So we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us the blessing of studying this book together. We ask Allah to raise and bless the soul of Ayatollah Mutahari and all our ulama and resurrected with Muhammad and Ali Muhammad. And we ask Allah to include us among true seekers of knowledge, inshallah. So there is a dua that Ayatollah Mutahari has put at the end and I read that dua and you say Amin. Allahumma khtim lana bil khayr wa sa'ad wa tawaffana muslimin wa alhaqna bil salihin bin muhammadin wa alihi tahirin. O Allah, please end our life with goodness and felicity and take our soul as people who are submissive to you and enable us join 
the righteous servants of you be Muhammad wa alihi tahreen assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh